Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Tonight, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw for February 13th, 2017. Mr. Matt Morgan had a work commitment, so he will not be able to join us tonight. He'll be back on next Monday's podcast. But excited to talk Raj with you. We got a new women's champion tonight. We've got the breakup of Chris and Kevin. Uh, we, we saw Emelina briefly. Dana Brooke is alive. Sami Zayn is in a feud potentially with Samoa Joe. A lot's happening. A lot's going on. We're going to get to it go match by match. Bo Dallas showed up even. This was just a weird night of strange fan service. Uh, we're going to dive into things that go match by match. But first, I want to let everyone know that this episode of Wrestling Inc. is brought to you by WWE Slam Crate, powered by Loot Crate. Tag into a bi-monthly box for the WWE Universe, loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles, plus apparel you can't get anywhere else. Save $3 off your first box at LootCrate.com slash Wrestling Inc. when you sign up and use the coupon code Wrestling Inc. That's Loot Crate.com slash wrestling inc. So Raj, your big thoughts. What did you think of tonight's Monday Night Raw? I thought it was really good. I struggled with the first hour. I had a hard time. And then uh I thought the last two were great. Um we, once that Samoa Joe interview uh happened, I thought it just turned the show around. So uh really strong show tonight. You know, I thought the whole thing was pretty good. Even the stuff in the first hour, I liked that they did some things that were different, not what we see week to week. Um, starting with, we had an in-ring segment with uh, Stephanie and Roman Reigns, saying that Mick Foley had this week off. Um, yeah, out comes Gallows and Anderson, and we had a handicap match between Roman Reigns versus Gallows and Anderson. Ended in DQ, and now I know I mean, this was silly. Everyone on Twitter was saying this is a no-win situation. DQ is probably the only way it could have gone. But you know what I liked about it? This is not a matchup we'd seen before. This was not the same old, same old on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I think it would have been better to – I think it's a good idea to not beat your tag team champions in a handicap match. Uh, But I think it would have just been better to have him face one of them and get the clean win. You know, it's a different match. And that DQ finish was just really lame. So uh, I, I think there was other ways to do it. Well, I think it's the only way out with keeping everyone looking strong. I mean, I didn't think the match was particularly I, notable. I don't know. I think you can beat Carl Anderson. It doesn't really affect him. <laughs> you know? Like yeah. Gallows is where the credibility is. <laughs> yeah. for the club, you know? I mean, they beat, they beat those guys all the time. So, yeah. Uh, well, as the champs, though, yeah, especially now with them being, I mean, the monster heels in the tag division. I mean, the only real heels in the tag division. Didn't they, didn't they lose last week? Uh, did they? I thought that it was uh, one of those shady, doesn't really count sort of i don't know i don't remember the exact details but my point is it's them and the shining stars those are the only heels in the tag division so you know we need one of them to appear strong yeah well uh then book roman against somebody else where they can at least just not not start off with a a two-minute match with a dq now roman versus the shining stars in a handicap match that would be some next level stuff Stranger things have happened, folks. So I'm uh, wrong. Last week, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson won by DQ last week, so they yeah. didn't uh, lose last week. So if you think the idea that I just said, Roman Reigns versus the Shining Stars is ridiculous, let me tell you what came next after this, which was Kofi Kingston versus Bo Dallas. Uh, Bo. Bo had a little little moment there, a little swagger in his uh, heel arsenal. Do you think he got this tonight because they put the belt on his brother last night on a elimination chamber that maybe he put a bug in the ear and said, just give Bo some TV time, make him feel like he's useful. That was what Chris uh, tweeted from the wrestling Inc account tonight. You know, he tweeted something about, you know, Bray wins title. Bo appears on TV after months, you know, a couple months hiatus is, you know, and who knows if those are related, but, um, Bo's growing that beard. The Wyatt family could use another member. In WWE, they have a movie to promote. Bo is in that new uh, Marine 5 movie. It's Curtis Axel, Naomi, and somebody else. Uh, Obviously, The Miz. And and I think there was one other person. But yeah. so When's that coming out? I mean, I'm asking generally. The Marine 3 and 4, if people haven't watched them yet, those are solid B action movies. (laughs) Gosh. Uh, I don't know. 
Okay. Well, on Wrestling Inc., I'm sure there'll be a review. <laughs> the trailer's out. I'm guessing it's direct to DVD, so it'll probably be in the next month. <laughs> guessing it's direct. Has there been a theatrical Marine since the first one? I don't think so. No. Yeah, WWE, a little more on the direct to DVD, direct, not even direct to TV, direct, direct to Direct to download. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'll be watching that when that gets released. When Actually, when someone pirates it, I'll download a pirated copy and watch them. Yeah, you can't say that. What? Oh, come on. We know that our fans legally purchase everything, and I'm a bad person. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you watch it on Netflix. <laughs> watch it on Netflix, if it, if it is on Netflix. Why don't they put the movies on the network? It seems like that's perfect synergy right there. Uh, probably probably distribution deals and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, probably. So, um, yeah, Bo, you know, I thought for what Bo Dallas has been doing, tonight at least he had, there was a little more interplay there. I liked with him stealing the ice cream blueprint. I thought that was good. I'll tell you, New Day, got they got that ice cream thing over. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fans were into it. The fans were hot. Uh, you know, when the ice cream does come out, there'll be a big pop. So, uh, good stuff. So that's really happening. That's not just... It, it seems like it. I mean, if they did cereal, why wouldn't they do ice cream? I hope they're not dumping ice cream down kids' faces when they come out, but that's uh, that'd be yeah. disgusting. But yeah, that's yeah. true, true. Uh, well, I, I mean, cereal lasts forever. Ice cream is a much more you know you need refrigeration, freezers, things like that. But you know, we'll we'll see if that uh, comes to fruition. Um, but I have to say, for that, yeah, I mean, it was a squash match against Bo, but. I like that segment fine, and uh, they gave they gave Bo a hope, uh, you know, a hope, uh, a hope, hope spot where you second. thought for a second he might win there for a second, but yeah, the, the shortest of, of seconds. Uh, yeah, it was it was something, you know. I mean, I thought this was entertaining. I think that with New Day, this was a good way to use them, and they certainly could use a lot of the uh, talent that's just sitting in the back and stuff like this i mean they did it with titus they ran titus into the ground but if they rotate these through if we don't maybe we see curtis axel next week what's what's he doing did you see his passive aggressive tweet last night i know what did he say oh triple h posted the thing with naomi and curtis was like i was in nxt and i'm still waiting for my opportunity yeah that's not gonna help him yeah why 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 do they do that why do they do those things unless they just want to get released yeah maybe yeah um so yeah, uh, we went from that straight into a segment with uh, Jack Gallagher versus Noam Dar, and they did set it up with this. Uh, I, well, we talked about this before. I think the idea was maybe this wasn't happening. So it, it is going to be Jack Gallagher versus Neville at Fastlane for the Cruiserweight title? Yeah, yeah. I think that was announced last week. Cool. Yeah, nice. Jack Gallagher won the uh, the five-man match on 205 Live last week to get the title shot. Yeah. And he, I, I forget if he was, I think Mustafa Ali was filling in for Rich Swan, but originally Rich Swan, Rich Swan was supposed to get that spot, but he got injured. And I think he's coming back. Rich Swan is coming back, I think, this weekend. So, oh, wow. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, I have to say, I think Gallagher versus Neville is, is going to be fantastic. I look forward to that. I, I like both of them. I think they're both fairly over with the crowd. And I think it'll actually maybe will not be such a down point in the, in the fast lane pay-per-view to have that match. I think it will be. I mean, I if so. fans didn't react here for, you know, for Gallagher. Maybe they won't change the ropes this time. Yeah, they will. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're intent on it. It's the simple solution, man. I mean, Gallagher, he can get people on his, you know, he can turn the crowd around, but uh, it usually takes a good match. And tonight he didn't have much time, so it uh, didn't do him any favors. Um, so Jack Gallagher won that match against Noam Dar and, uh, yeah, it was what it was. It was, it was better. I think than a lot of the cruiserweight stuff, um, in that it went by fairly quickly and was, I I didn't feel bored during it real quick. We didn't talk about the opening segment when Stephanie came out, but, uh, that's correct. Yeah. If you're in the crowd and Stephanie is teasing, moving a pay-per-view match to tonight, don't react because it's always a swerve. She's always going to say, no, I'm not going to do it. And people keep falling for it. You know, it doesn't happen. You should publish a printable card, Wrestling Inc.'s guide to attending a WWE taping. <laughs> yeah. There were actually some Roman chants. You hear that during that, that first match? Kind of crazy. Yeah, you don't hear that every day. It's Las Vegas, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it seemed like it was all women, but, you know, still, you don't, you don't hear that often. I mean, I've said this before, but every house show, every taping I've ever been to, moms love Roman Reigns, perhaps even more than their children do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see yeah. it all the time. 
but yeah, I thought you know, the thing with Steph was good. She announced Teddy Long's going into uh, the Hall of Fame. What's that? So it was Teddy Long. Yeah, yeah, Teddy Long uh, being inducted this year. Yeah, so I think that you know, it's yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, at this point, when you get to this point in the Hall of Fame, I'm just gonna like, and the next one won't be like, oh yeah, him. Well, you got you got DDP, you got Rick Rude, uh, so you got some big names coming. But I think you'll probably want to hold those off until after Fastlane when you're getting a little closer to Mania. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you kind of want to spread out the big names. If someone's uh, pointing out that it was Tony Nice that they uh, that uh, that Mustafa Ali filled in for, not Rich Swan. So I stand corrected. <clears throat> yeah. So if people are asking to enjoy the show, someone made a joke that I seemed a little off tonight. And let me tell you, I'm off in the sense that tonight, one, the breakup of Chris and Kevin was legitimately a surprise and kind of, I mean, a, a real turn for those of us that enjoyed their camaraderie and friendship. But two, I mean, even the fact Gilbert showed up tonight, tonight was a night of surprises for the observant, dedicated viewer. You know, I don't feel if casuals got a lot out of this tonight, but I feel like those of us that pay attention or even follow the continuity of things, there was a lot of stuff that we haven't seen in a while, which was cool tonight. I mean, I like that. I like being surprised by Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I think the I think the last two hours a casual would definitely enjoy. It was, you know, it moved along well. It, it was really entertaining. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll get to that once we get past some yeah. of this other stuff. So speaking of some other stuff okay so samoa joe was riding in a limo whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, we, emelina yeah that's that's next that's after the the limo thing just saying the tease oh gotcha gotcha together um but then after that yes it was it was said it was going to happen and it happened for 10 seconds that emelina came out and then said now you've seen emelina now we're going to watch the transition of emelina back to emma and then turned around and left and nothing more was said about it the rest of the, the night it's you know what you know what happened it's the creative came up with this idea of oh you know we had emma she was you know doing this goofy dance had this girl next door look let's have her come back super hot and then when it came time they had no idea what to do with it and so here you go that was that was it now i'm glad i'm glad that i watched this episode of raw tonight live a lot of stuff happened but tonight SmackDown was doing a house show in Oakland. I could have I could have gone, thought about going at the last minute, thought about missing the podcast, and I said, oh no, Raj and Matt will give me a really hard time if Emelina actually debuts, and I wasn't there. I was right. off at this. So I was like, Emelina, I'm, I'm betting on that and staying home tonight. Now, as far as Emelina goes, I was not satisfied in all that I wanted that segment to be, but Raw more than made up with it, uh, more than made up for it in other ways. So no, that I mean, was that was crap. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I and mean, all they like... really all they had to do was just have someone in the ring. You hit Emma, Emma, Emelina's music or whatever, and she comes out and wrestles. You know, you don't have to overthink it too much sometimes. So give her give her something. Um, but that tonight was I mean, Raj, that wasn't just crap. That was like creative, like shoving crap in the fans in the fans faces <laughs> tonight. Yeah. Anyone who was looking forward to that. 17 and they acknowledged 17 weeks in the making. I like that too, that they acknowledged how long they've carried this on. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was bad. So but then, uh, go ahead. Yeah. But how long do you think? How long do you think till, do, do you think it's going to be another 17 weeks till we see the return? No, I, th- I think next week they'll, she'll come out and be herself and kind of back to her old outfit and everything. That, that is just uh, certainly, it, I mean, I can't think of the last time that they just wasted this much of a buildup that no one was excited for in the first place for a completely unsatisfying payoff. Yeah. That's... I mean, some stuff starts out weird, right? Like, uh, Hey, Bob... how long did they build up uh, Curtis, Curtis Hawkins? Yeah. For, you know, I mean like Bob Backlund and Darren Young, that started off kind of lame, but that was actually awesome. Once they started doing it, it in the ring, it was never awesome. I, I loved it. Once they did it in the <laughs> ring, I loved it when Bob would take his shirt off and get an old uh, man crazy. Like that to me was entertaining. It was cringeworthy. Uh, you know, by WWE standards, or by mainstream entertainment standards, by mainstream entertainment standards. Sure. But do I need, I remind you of a little segment called the old day that aired a couple months ago. Hey, that was cringe. That was cringe. I don't think anyone liked the old day. So I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know I mean, if you could bring that up. That, that was probably the worst that if there was a slammy for worst segment of 2016, that was probably it. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So after that, after Emelina, that was 
the, the turning point, as it were. Um, we got a backstage interview with uh, Charlie interviewing Bailey. And then after that, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens backstage teasing the Festival of Friendship. So I'm thinking about this now. Do, do you think that what happened during that segment, Triple H saying he needed to talk to Kevin for a second? I mean, do you think there's some continuity in that? Or what, what do you think that was about? I, I was wondering the same thing. I I mean, it, it, I think that just puts too, Triple H in too much stuff. So I don't think so. But, you know, Triple H helped Kevin Owens win. So I think it was just a little nod to that. So, I mean, I think that was it. I don't think it's really going anywhere. Yeah. Um. So they tease the Festival of Friendship. We come back from that. And Braun Strowman versus Mark Henry. With Braun Strowman pulling off, a, I thought, a very credible win. I thought this was great to see the two big guys going against each other. And next week, we're going to get Braun versus Big Show. Yeah, well, they, sh- they should have been doing that. And uh, I would have liked it, a little more of a build for Big Show. And maybe there will be. Maybe it sets up a match. at. Oh, it, it can't set up a match at Fastlane. He's facing Roman Reigns. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think, uh, you know, they did the the little angle with Braun and Big Show a few weeks ago in Raw. So didn't really go anywhere. So, you know, here we have it. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be cool. Well, I think with Big Show, they've set it up to the point. I mean, I don't think it's ever going to. Do you think that would ever be a pay-per-view level match? I just feel like Big no. Show, they trot him out, you know, as is. I mean, the Big Show versus Shaq, clearly that's something that's going to sell a lot of buzz for WrestleMania. But uh, no, Braun already like, you know, body slammed him out of the Royal Rumble. So I, I don't I don't think there's much, much in the way of doing a pay-per-view out of it. But I think this is coming at a good time. I think that it would have literally been like Braun hitting a brick wall if, you know, a month into his heel run, they would have uh, put him against a Mark Henry or Big Show and had him defeat them. I think now it's maybe not a month. I I think it's fine now. I mean, he's over now, so it just it just builds on it. So you you want to give him names to beat uh, heading into Fastlane, and and you know you don't want him squashing Sammy every week, so. It gives them uh, it gives them some big guys to beat while you know heading into fast lane. So I think I think it's good. And to remind you of what's coming up at fast lane, Roman Reigns comes in at the end and they have a confrontation. Right. It's still. I I, I mean maybe it's not that I don't see it, but it's just. So who who do you think wins that match, or do you think that will be like interference by the Undertaker to set up Reigns' whole thing? No, I think Roman wins it. Yeah. I think he's been losing a lot too lately, so that's usually a sign, yeah. uh, or or you know being left uh, beaten down. But you know we'll see how the next couple of weeks of the build are. But I'm guessing it's rains. Yeah. Um. So then we have the backstage segment setting up Cesaro and Sheamus and their conflict with Enzo and Big Cass. We'd have the match later in the show between Cesaro and Enzo. Um. But then after that, sit down interview with Samoa Joe. So what what were your thoughts about? That whole segment. I thought this was great. It, it seemed very believable. You know, it was very natural. It didn't seem forced. It didn't seem like he was reading from a script. Um, I thought this was the best backstage interview they've done, and I can't. I can't remember when. Uh, so, I, for me, this was the turning point of the show. I thought from here, this the show was great. Um, and so, yeah, I thought you know it felt very natural, and Joe came across as just very badass, very intimidating, uh, which is exactly what you articulate. want him to be. Very yeah. articulate. And I mean, just, I mean, using some 25 cent words there, this was not your typical, like, I'm just going to break it down for you in lowest common denominator speak. I thought it was, it was nice. It was nice that they're establishing him fully. Yeah, no, I th- it was great. Yeah. And his Sami Zayn crack paid off, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a, a little subtle thing. So I thought they were doing that for fast lane and, and yeah, yeah. The, uh, did they they haven't announced it yet, but yeah, they that's that's it. likely going to be for Fastlane. I hope that's where. Hey, for me, Samoa Joe versus Sami Zayn. This is like it's your your heaven. Yeah, in my mind. This is you know practically a mania level. It's match. like Grease three. You know, Grease. I think they should really stop it too, Raj. I think yeah. you know they they knocked it out of the park, especially with the second one. So you know why why go for a third time? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think. Uh, but yeah, Samoa, bad news for you, yeah. Sami's. You know. I'm sure he'll get some offense in, but you'll pretty much have Joe killing him. <sighs> Why do they always have to do that? It's just because they can, but I hope, I just hope it's not a squash. I hope that they let them demonstrate 
what they can do because they haven't wrestled each other. I mean, they never did it in NXT. They haven't wrestled each other since uh, what the Indies? I mean, Ring of Honor. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know when. Yeah, I don't. Th- I mean, maybe they had a dark match or something, but it's been a while. But I think they could really put on just a clinic in the ring. So I hope they give it a little time to shine. Um, you know, as opposed to Joe just coming in and squashing him. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. And I think after that match, even if he gets defeated. You know, so after um, Fastlane, it's going to be Owens versus Zayn on the house shows. So I wonder if that'll get some traction on TV. Yeah. Again, so we'll see. So yeah, love the interview. Thought the interview was fantastic, and uh, we came from that. Sami Zayn versus Rusev. Rusev wearing the nose guard again. Lana with a new haircut that makes her much harder to distinguish uh, from uh, Renee Young. Thought that was interesting. Very oh, yeah, haircuts. yeah. She did. She did kind of look like her. You're right. Yeah, um, but no, Rusev, man, something about that nose guard is just creepy. It was creepy when Cody was wearing it. Man, you know how my feelings are Rusev. I, I don't think, I think he should be in a much higher role. Uh, I mean, the nose guard, he needs it. You know, he, he busted his nose that week. But uh, yeah, I, I wish they'd do more with him. Yeah, you know, I thought the match was, was good tonight. I thought it was Yeah, solid. no, it was really good. And Sammy winning, you know, it, it made sense for where they're going. Great so, promo after. It's just too bad that Rusev's becoming the setup guy for, yeah. you know, for guys wrestling on the pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I, I still go back to that, though. I, we got to ask Matt about that next week. That thing. So how does Rusev feel when someone like Joe comes in who's kind of a similar type? When a guy of a similar type comes in, do you feel like, oh, man, now that slots, there's more competition for it. Now that's taken. It kicks Rusev back a little bit. Because, I mean, it seemed like, you know, with the U.S. title and stuff, he was getting upper mid card. No, that's that's how it goes in WWE. You know, you'll yeah. be being pushed, pushed pretty well for a while. I mean, look at AJ Styles. He's you know, he's been like uh, almost forgotten since the Rumble. I think he's he hasn't won yet. You know, on TV. I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks, but you know, they they've definitely cooled him off. Yeah. So Sammy cutting the promo after, of course, got interrupted by Joe, who smashed him all over the place, smashed him into the big screen uh, back near the entranceway. So I oh, well, we, we got to talk. This segment was <laughs> awesome. The painting, the statue. Oh, no, no, no. I was referring to Sammy, uh, to Samoa Joe. Oh, I'm sorry. Sammy. I thought you were talking about the, oh, the Festival of Friendship, Raj, could be its entire okay. own podcast. Gotcha. Oh, man. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, no. You know, you can't look at everything right away. Okay? All right. I was no, looking at some of that. these questions. All right. My yeah. bad. Um, I know. To the point where it's, believe me, I wanted to come on this thing and just be like, oh, let's talk about Festival of Friendship, Bailey and Emelina. Bam, we podcast done. That's all we need to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, we go through this match by match. There's, there's, there's an order of things. And then when I forget right. things, Raj says, hey, let's go back to that thing you forgot. Right. And it's always an awkward moment. Um, <laughs> so after that, we had uh, Charlotte warming up backstage, saw a nice video package on Teddy Long, and then Akira Tozawa. Mm-hmm. The, uh, uh, versus Arya Davari. And yeah, I thought this match was okay, but man, the talk about being placed in between just an awkward spot in the bill, right? It's like this was between the Sammy Joe match or Jamie Sammy uh, Rusev match and the Joe run in and the Festival of Friendship. It's like, oh yeah, there was a cruiserweight match in between those. Yeah. And this was, I mean, this was pretty much nothing. I did, I, I, I wasn't really. I gotta admit, I wasn't really paying attention to this one. Did you? Uh, no, I kind of, kind of. This, this was the time where it was this like, was okay, time to check Twitter and t- exactly and the emails and everything. Yeah, uh, it's too bad they're talented guys, but it's just how they position this. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and that's the thing with the cruiserweights. I think that's where it's it's more incumbent upon them to try and stand out during these. I do remember. I mean, Kendrick uh, did his commentary during, which was good. Austin Aries wasn't on tonight, right? I don't think so yeah that's i wonder why that was i have to look yeah. into that prepping for a return man it's gonna maybe happen. probably okay. maybe okay. it could have been seeing you know meeting with the doctor even though i think he's cleared already so um in that case he doesn't you know need to meet with the doctors yeah okay so we're gonna talk about the festival of friendship all our thoughts about what's going on with chris and kevin all our thoughts about with Bailey getting the title from Charlotte, but first, I want to take a moment thank the sponsors of this podcast. First, WWE Slam Crate, powered by Loot Crate. You've heard us talk about it before. It's a bi-monthly box full of authentic and exclusive collectibles, made 
exclusively for fans of the WWE universe. This is hardcore stuff. You're talking about, you're going to get things like Mitch the Plant. You're going to get things like limited edition Sasha Banks sunglasses. Get things like a Daniel Bryan beanie. Uh, the Bailey Bears, uh, New Day action figures came in last month's box, or pardon me, in two boxes ago. Got a John Cena figure uh, in this most recent one. Got a uh, Ultimate Warrior poster in this last one. And what's cool about it is each crate has over $60 in value. And stuff is handpicked and created by Loot Crate. You can only get it by subscribing here. And we've got a deal for you now. Save $3 off your first box at LootCrate.com slash Wrestling Inc. When you sign up and use the coupon code Wrestling Inc. And what's also cool about this is you're going to give them your t-shirt size when you sign up. In the first box, there was a limited edition Enzo and Cash shirt you could only get through slam crate this last one had a limited edition aj style shirt and this next one if you sign up right now has a limited edition exclusive seth rollins t-shirt you can only get through slam crate again save three dollars off your first box go to lootcrate.com wrestling inc and use the coupon code wrestling inc we thank them for sponsoring the show the stuff is awesome we love getting it you've heard raj talk about it it's like christmas comes uh, every other month when you're a subscriber it's fantastic that's lootcrate.com wrestling inc and the coupon code wrestling inc then DDP Yoga, Diamond Dallas Page is going into the Hall of Fame. Part of the reason why I'm convinced is the countless lives he's changed with DDP Yoga. Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, Chris Jericho tonight. Man, his friendship with Kevin is over, but his lifestyle, his positive lifestyle choice with DDP Yoga goes on. Look at Mick Foley, looking fantastic once he got all that hair off of him. You can see how much weight the guy's lost thanks to DDP Yoga, DDPY. And we've got a deal for you right now. You could save 25% off the DDP Yoga Now app. By going to our link at ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Or if you want the DVDs, you can get three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app and the DVDs for 25% off by taking advantage of our deal. And if you want to partner up with a friend, a loved one, an accountability buddy, we've got an amazing deal for you right now. You can get a max or combo pack of 25% off and get 50% off the second one. If you've been on the fence about starting DDP Yoga, Now's the time to get on board with DDPY. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Stop procrastinating. Get started now. February is half over, man. The year is going to be done before you know it. What do you want to do with your 2017? DDPY. Get in shape. Take control of your life. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So Raj, Chris and Kevin broke up, man. We knew it was happening. We knew that that was the rumor for WrestleMania. Real, real quick, we yeah. we got about seventy uh, messages on the uh, the YouTube comments that Aries was on commentary tonight during both matches. Ah. so we gotta we gotta pay more attention during the cruiserweight matches. Wait, he was there for the second one with Brian Kendrick. Yeah, yeah that's what. Yeah, I guess so. Huh. Unless everyone's lying. I'm going to go back and verify this, Wrestling Inc. fans. You're not getting one over on us here. In the name of being a good host, to be like, oh, that's right. He was there. I remember that. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be honest when I don't remember something. I'm not going to pretend like, oh, yeah, that was great. Kind of like the time Chris Jericho won the title in Appleton. Like, no. I wonder why they didn't have him do the post-match interview. So, yeah. But anyway. Well, probably because, you know. Actually, I don't know. I had something clever to say, and then I lost it halfway through. Okay. That also happens from time to time because I'm so distraught about Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens breaking up tonight. We had the Festival of Friendship in Vegas. They came out that entrance. That, that entrance was, was like Jericho doing the whole bit with his hat. I mean, it was it was great. I, I love this thing from the start. Oh, absolutely! It would this would have been a classic segment even if they hadn't broken them up during this. I mean, this would have been, I think, memorable, just very, very memorable. Um, the whole interaction, everything up to it. So yeah, they did say it's showgirls. They came in Jericho in the sparkly hat and the sparkly jacket. And uh, it was fantastic. Presented Kevin with some gifts, a sculpture, a painting, that painting. Oh my God. The creation of Kevin. I'm sure that's going to be on WWE <laughs> shop. I mean, that was fantastic. That was awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I rarely ever laugh at WWE comedy, but this was one of those rare times where I, I actually laughed out loud. So that was awesome. And I would actually go as far as to say, if someone had entered the room who does not watch wrestling, I, I dare say not only would I have not been embarrassed to have been watching this, I think they would have been into it. Oh, I think so too. And Jericho was so great here. I mean, he's such a baby face. I mean, I didn't see the turn coming. I mean, I thought Sasha was going to turn tonight on mm -hmm. Bailey, but I, I didn't see the turn coming here. But you could, I was like, oh, they're definitely uh, planting the seeds for a Jericho face turn uh, because he was such a baby face in this segment. He was so, oh, I mean, yeah. his promo was great. Just how excited and happy he was. I mean, this was awesome. 
I mean, they were both. They were both. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. maybe that telegraphed the swerve, right? When he was talking about of all his runs, this is one of his favorites. Exactly. He brought some reality into it to oh, kind man. of really suck people in. It was so good. And um, and then Kevin just had to ruin it all, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> the list of KO with Jericho's name on it. Proceed to beat him with that list. That was that again. This was uh, this was fantastic. I thought it was great. Um, the Gilbert thing. I don't know if you saw Goldberg's oh, tweet. Oh yeah, that, yeah. We call him a moron. morons. I don't think he took. I think he t- my guess is that was to WWE. So it could, you know, maybe it wasn't. But Goldberg hated the Gilbert stuff in the nineties. I mean, he, he, you can search on uh, Wrestling Inc. with the interviews he did. I remember I asked him about the Gilbert stuff, and he he really hated it. And um, and so I, I, if WWE didn't clear it with him first, and they might not have. They might just thought it was something funny to do and they flew him in. Uh, I could see him being annoyed by it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I thought that was great that they had Gilbert come back. I mean, with Jericho doing that as a joke, I thought that was it was good. That definitely fit the sense of humor and style of the whole thing. Um, yeah, and the way they finished it off with the list of KO. And I thought that it was, it was cleverly done. And yeah, if there was, uh, this was one of the best segments on Raw, uh, non-wrestling segments in a long time. A lot of people were comparing it to the This Is Your Life segment from the Rock and Sock connection. The, that went, see, I felt like this didn't go on too long. Like the Rock and the This Is Your Life, after a while, I was like, all right, come on, guys. Um, you know what I've noticed about most stuff about the Attitude Era is when you wa- when you see it come up in uh, retrospective shows where they edit it down, it is as awesome as you remember. And then when you go back and watch the entire thing, you go like, oh, man, this is really not as awesome as I remember. Also, by today's standards, like this probably offend would offend a fair amount of the current wrestling audience if they were doing this on TV currently. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't aged well, I guess. They, they could have had a, a cameo by Burple in this thing. <laughs> but... The whole thing was uh, just just so well done, so well put together. And but at the same time, I feel like it was too soon. I feel like they, they should have done this after Fastlane to break them up. Uh, I think they have an idea in mind. So this this yeah. worked fine with me because um, I think almost Fastlane would have been too predictable. And plus, I don't think you want Jericho necessarily interfering to help Owens uh, to help Goldberg win. Yeah. I mean, the, you're billing Goldberg and Lesnar as like this battle of two monsters. You don't want it to seem like he needed assistance to beat Kevin Owens. So um, I, I think it was better it was done here. What do you think this is going to mean for Owens's character? It seems like so much of how he's evolved and what he's done with more of his humor and whatnot has been due to these segments with Chris. I mean, do you think this is going to go back to just more heel Owens prize fighter like we saw when he originally came on the roster? I hope so. That's what it seemed like. I mean, he uh, that was the most vicious he's looked in, you know, a year. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought, uh, I, I think, you know, then you, you start coming across too many people with that character because you got Lesnar and, and uh, Samoa Joe as well. But still, I, it's, I think it's a step in the right direction for Owens because as much as he's been, you know, in the main event spot, uh, he hasn't been like the top guy, if you know what I mean. Like, oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. It's always who he's facing that determines if it's, you know, the main event or not. It's kind of like... I don't know. I don't want to say it's like a begrudging champion, but it's kind of like with Dean Ambrose. It was sort of this feeling of like, well, okay, you'll do for the time being. Yeah, he's got the, he's got the belt for now until we move into our important plans for WrestleMania. He's had it a long time though. He's had that belt six months now. I mean, so if he was placeholder, like it's a pretty long place. No, yeah, he's had it since September. Um, yeah, I mean, Ambrose, they got that off of him relatively fast. Right, but I also think it's uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's a lack of options too with where they were going. They didn't want Rollins and Triple H to be for the title at Mania. They didn't want Reigns to have it, you know. So there was really no one else to kind of trade it back and forth with. But now Goldberg is the WWE Universal Champion. Yeah, but it's only for a month. It just it adds something. That's the biggest match at WrestleMania. I mean, you know, mainstream wise, everything that's going to get the most attention. So definitely it adds, you know, it's like when you did rock and John Cena, when you did the rematch, having the the championship on the line, just just it gives it something extra. Yeah, Um, I think it just all depends on how they play this out with uh, Jericho and and Owens after after Fastlane. I want to see where this and that's the thing. I want to see where this story goes. When's the last time we said that? 
on this podcast. Yeah. Like, I'm really interested in what they do next because tonight surprised me. I'm going to watch this segment again because uh, I don't get to do that. I don't do that often. So uh, I'm going to do that again later, either tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Greenies Corner is saying, what if Triple H is forming a stable with Joe and Kevin Owens? That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah, no, I like that idea. I, I've said this before, but if they were doing some sort of like former NXT invasion sort of angle, sort of like, you know, the bruisers. Um, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Um, so we went from that. And so we had Enzo uh, versus Cesaro. And it meant it's a tough act to follow. I, I feel like on any other night, this would have been solid, right? I mean, although Cesaro versus Enzo, it's like we have the one of the best and one of the, well, not quite as great wrestlers going against each other in the ring but i thought enzo did okay there was that one thing where he he like threw enzo to the ropes and enzo thought about it, then just went over and then <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like it was like he i don't know if he he missed what he was supposed to do he was kind of almost punch drunk i think that's how he tried to play it off yeah was, <laughs> that was strange like Corey graves said something like uh enzo's trying to decide if he wants to have a, a competitive match or something like that but it was just such an odd spot so um yeah i mean enzo he's their santino now uh he's you know so yeah it was <laughs> pretty much a glorified squash that's so, so so like enzo is you're saying like enzo is the james ellsworth of monday night raw more well and not that bad but yeah Similar taste and fashion. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, so sorry. I'm just reading these suggestions. You guys in the chat are The great. new evolution they're saying with Samoa Joe, Triple H, and Kevin Owens. Hey, I don't think it's a bad idea. Um, I think you, you should have another guy in there as well. No, Gruss is saying the new stable for Triple H is Joe, Kevin Owens, and the Revival. That would be something. That would be something. Hey, I, it would get me interested. Yeah, absolutely. Although, man, then Gallows and Anderson got to be like, what What don't we have that they have? Yeah. <laughs> like, why can't we ever just get this this opportunity? We'll have to see. I don't know if we'll, you know, we'll have to see. The WWE has changed so much with their perception of talent over the last couple of years. So, you know, uh, two years ago, I wouldn't have seen the revival being paired with Triple H, you know, right off the bat, you know, in some angle. But I could see it now. So I think that that would be awesome. Authors of Pain, eh, they're not ready. By, <laughs> no, not that, anytime that would be soon the opposite of awesome um not that they're bad it's just like they're not they could they could get good they, they absolutely have potential but i mean no one's sitting there going like they're ready for them I, I just i just i think they're probably still a year off oh, a couple yeah 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 they do what they do well but it's just not i just don't think it's there yet um so yeah with enzo and cesaro it was what it was it was fine um just but again the segments that it came between just made it made it really tough to have it really stand out but i liked enzo's promo at the beginning i liked that he actually brought the little marshmallows out when he made the the chocolate joke the chocolate joke i thought that was good um it was written on twitter did you see this too like some people including i think a few wrestling ink commentators uh were saying that oh i love enzo but he, you know this is getting stale the his promo just enzo and cast the whole the whole shtick yeah um i mean i could kind of see that it's not you remember they were like the hottest act last summer you know oh, yeah. and uh they've definitely died down a lot they i mean and i think so much of it is just how they book enzo i don't think you need to book him like santino like you can give him some offense you don't have to make him look like the loser each and every week so yeah someone suggested rude as the third guy for the stable that would actually be really cool but I don't think Rude's leaving NXT anytime soon. Yeah, NXT doesn't have anyone to, to replace him with at this point. Um, yeah. So, yeah, man. So, uh, went from that. Interesting tonight. I know we've talked about this, the Black History Month segments. So, they reshowed the Rosa Parks one from SmackDown. It's like we did two of these and we already ran out. <laughs> like, we produced well, two. Yeah, I think they're they're going back and forth on the shows. I'm sure you'll see the Jackie Robinson one on SmackDown. Did they show that on SmackDown yet? I'm forgetting. Uh, I don't think so. So... Yeah, I'm sure, you know, each of them will be shown on both shows. Yeah, I like, uh, man, just uh, in this one, the thing I know is like Alicia Fox and glasses, like those glasses she wears or, or something else. Um, but yeah, I thought that it was, uh, you know, they're, they're reusing the same segment twice. I mean, they haven't done. So I did look this up on the network or I noticed this on the network because Raj, your criticism of this was they weren't focusing on 
the African-American in-ring talent the WWE has had. And I did notice on the network, full tab, Black History Month, with, I mean, it was more than a dozen videos. Yeah, but there's a difference between having it somewhere, you know, in the network as opposed to, you know, being shown to three and a half million people. For a second, myself and other people on Twitter suspected, was like, well, they showed the Teddy Long video package. Maybe they feel like, you know, that's a twofer uh, this week. Yeah. But no, they did the Rosa one. I mean, it was, it's, it's just the problem is, is it always comes across like a kid reading a book report. Yeah, you know? no, that's exactly that's a, what it comes across. Not the, the, just the WWE, any of these type of segments, and and, any medium. And I think, you know, especially people, you know, Rosa Parks, you know, huge influence, uh, Jackie Robinson, uh, major influence on sports, having people that are legitimately sports fans, regardless of their race, talking about them, as opposed to having all your African-American talent reading off a script, you know, the, which is kind of the same script. They just had each each person read a separate spot. Um, it just it just comes across as a hokey. Well, or pandering, you know, in a way. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if there's any African-Americans in our chat, let me know if you guys liked it or thought it was kind of offensive. Or not offensive, but uh, uh, right intentions, but uh, awkward execution. I think things like this are just always so tough, though. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it whenever someone does it like, you know, with an ethnic group, when when you're in the position of identifying with it, I feel like whenever I see things about like Jewish history and the Holocaust or, you know, anything that touches upon that, to me, it always feels kind of like, oh, man, here we go again with this. I mean, it's good that it's recognized, but I feel like it's 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 kind of like the, the Susan G. Komen thing. I get what they're doing by bringing awareness to it, but it's this idea that like philanthropy or inclusion is the new PR. You know, and I mean, I, I think it's great when the WWE donates money to, to causes that are important. I think it's great when they raise awareness. But I feel like sometimes they try and co-opt causes for their own advancement. Well, to an extent, I agree with you. Well, to an extent, when they overdo it, it was Susan B. Komen and things like that. I agree. Scarecrow, he's making my point exactly. It comes off like none of the white people in the company care about it. And that's how sometimes I get the feeling when they only show uh, the African-American uh athletes in, in these videos so um anyway uh but i i i i like the pieces they've done in years past on like ernie ladd and junkyard dog did you know just do a cool video package on them and 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 that's it you you know you show their contributions to the business and especially when it was it was much harder to be an african-american wrestler back then so um so yeah i think those are way you know those are way more genuine yeah no i agree and uh, and speaking of which, you know what was a great example of something that I think they really did with uh, a great level of care and sophistication, um, the Pat Patterson documentary, you know, and talking about all his struggles and being the WWE, but then they kind of buried that, right? I mean, where did they released that for free on their YouTube channel. I don't even think they put that on the network, but I thought that was a really nuanced look at everything Pat went through in being gay and being a professional wrestler. Yeah. I don't know um, if you watched that. I thought it was very weird. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean, they didn't release it it's literally only on their YouTube channel. Um, but I thought that was a, a good example of them handling something and really fleshing it out in a very uh, well done manner. Um, so, okay. That being said, uh, raw women's title, Bailey versus Charlotte flair. And man, what a match. This went back and forth. The power positions turned some brutal, a uh, man, that moonsault catching Bailey in the right. neck. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the spots in this match were just, ugh. um, it's like they were slightly off, but enough to where they could have really hurt. You know, someone could have gotten really hurt. Yeah. So I but, love the balance uh, of it. And I thought they were going to cheat us at the end when Dana... Actually, first, did you have this reaction? Like, is that Dana? Or is that, I thought, is that like Emma and a Dana? Like, is that actually Dana that was coming out? Because at first I didn't recognize her and then show her face. Yeah, same here. I was like, is that Liv Morgan or something? But uh, yeah, I was, it was... Dana returns because you know yeah that so was their way out of this being punished still kind of but they at least utilized her for for one thing but who knows i mean with Emma you, you think you think charlotte will tie rick flair's 16 world title reigns by the end of the year how many more pay-per-views we got yeah um, we got a lot I, I can't remember the writer someone uh wasn't that the wrestling inc tweet you know we congratulate charlotte on winning back the title at Fastlane. You know, <laughs> oh, I, mean, that, I, I missed yeah, that. But... I think that went out, went out on the official account. That was a good joke, whoever wrote yeah. it. Because, I mean, that's that's what it seems like is going to happen here. Um, that yeah. Bailey's going to have the title for 
two weeks or a week and a half. Yeah, probably. Um, or they have Sasha beat her at Mania. You know, yeah. keep keep the title on Bailey till Mania, and Sasha turns real and 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 beats her like yeah. cheating. So, I mean, that would be cool too. But uh, that being said, I thought the last 10, 15 minutes of this match were fantastic. Um, oh, the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, it was it really, you know, had you going. I think even if you weren't aren't into Bailey, you know, you're probably rooting for her by the end. So I, I thought it was uh, that was, it was very well done. Well, and I like the fake out with the Dana interference because I mean, God, how how many times has Charlotte won due to either her dad or Dana helping her out with it? So I thought it was great to have Sasha come, put a stop to that right away. Kevin Bailey get the win, and then loved the celebration with Bailey and the fans. I thought that was very very well done how they did that with her uh, spending so much time with everyone in the front row. Yeah, no, it, and it looked genuine too. Not yeah. like she, you know, and that's the great thing with Bailey is she always seems very genuine in that role. Yeah, and I think it's good. So I mean, I stand by what I said though. It was very good. So it was a moment. I got a little misty eyed as I often do when wrestlers that I really like that I feel invested in get a victory. But man, if this would have happened to Mania for the first time, I often been, like, do. You know, often, often. I'm a sentimental guy, Rob. <laughs> it's like the movie Rudy. I, I dare everyone in the crowd. If you watch the movie Rudy and you don't tear up at the end, like you, you have no soul. Like, you know, I mean, come on. It's the underdog story. This is what we want. This is what we live for. People every week, you know, it's like half the people are like, oh, Glenn's such a mark. And other people are like, oh, he's really negative. Let me tell you, it's like, I'm really cynical about so many things, but a well-told underdog story, characters I can believe in and feel like we're on that journey with them, that gets me every time. Hey, I'm, I'm a big fan too, so... You know, it's just that's it's like it goes back to the karate kid. You know, yeah. it's just it's just one like of my that favorites. feeling. Yeah. It, you know, it's like we did it, Mr. Miyagi, every time, just Kleenex, you know, going through it. But yes, had this happened at Mania, oh my god, not enough tissues in the world had this happened at Mania. Never cried in the karate kid. Really at the end? <laughs> no. And and Johnny says, You're all right, LaRusa. He his the bully accepts him. He's won his respect. <laughs> I'm like, a, oh look, yeah, get him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the Karate Kid, seriously, every time it's on TV from flipping, I will watch it every time. It's so good. And uh, that's the thing. I think with Bailey, it's that resonance. I just, I question why they did it now when we're two months out. I'm not even two, we're six weeks out from WrestleMania. You know, I mean, do they think maybe this will help build the interest? This will help build Bailey more going into. I mean, I, I hope they don't do what they did with Sasha, where she just loses it in two weeks. Um, I absolutely think that's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what their idea is unless it's what I, you know, what I said with uh, Sasha turning heel on Bailey. Um, and maybe they do that at Fastlane. Maybe, you know, Bailey and Charlotte have the rematch and Sasha turns on her, which I don't know if it makes sense to do it that soon since Sasha just helped her win. But yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll have to see where they go. I, I don't I really don't. There's a few different ways. When did this Charlotte pay-per-view thing become a streak? I feel like originally it was a talking point, an anomaly, a coincidence, saying like, oh, you know, Charlotte's never lost at a pay-per-view when, uh, you know, since she's been in. But now it's like... She never wins at a pay-per-view. What's that? Now she never wins at a pay-per-view. Uh, hmm. uh, Sasha, but, I mean. Sasha. Yeah, Sasha. No, but yeah. with Charlotte, I'm saying like, they, they're treating it now like it's the, the Undertaker streak when this has just been going on for a year with Charlotte. And you know what I, it was? I, it was like around uh was around Hell in a Cell or the pay-per-view before that, where some somebody at like Forbes or something noticed that and wrote an article on it. And they kind of put that on the screen and and they've kind of gone with it ever since. So whoever that writer was, um, you know, kind of started something there. They need to nip this in the bud at Fast Lane. Like just for once and for all have charlotte lose in a pay-per-view yeah they could do a tag match or something so it doesn't you know yeah so she's protected yeah we'll see um but no i thought it was good i thought it was a great way to end the episode i mean this well certainly the best raw of 2017 but as we noted last night that really doesn't mean much halfway into february but i mean this is the best i mean i'm sure think what what was the best raw before this uh when goldberg came back that was back in October. Maybe I'm trying to think. Like I can't remember the last time we were this high on an episode of Raw. Yeah, I, I'm big, big props to Jericho. I mean, he is he's a genius. He he just made that segment work so well. So, um, 
Yeah, I can't I can't remember. I mean, there have been some good ones, but yeah, this, I mean, if you cut this down to two hours and took out uh, and then look, I'm not dogging on the cruiserweights when I say this. I'm dogging on the cruiserweights on Raw. They're given like three minutes. They can't have good matches because they're given no time. So it's it's pretty much uh, kind of a waste of time. I enjoy watching 205 Live. I think those matches are excellent because they're given time and everything. But on Raw, it's just kind of a waste. So if you cut out the cruiserweight segments and and the Emelina stuff, uh, it, it was an awesome two-hour show if you watch the Hulu version. Even the Emelina version, on, on sort of a meta art level, I respect what they did. That it was so just like mind-numbingly frustrating um but with the cruiserweights also the point and i think we have to come back to this having both witnessed it live they purposefully kill any interest or momentum the crowd has by doing those rope changes there yeah, so the we... crowd's never hot for it which means the audience at home it's it's like they need that sometimes that energy yeah it's like it's i don't know it's kind of like they're, they're like all right now we're gonna have a special attraction for the kid you know i don't know it's just it just it just puts something in your mind when they start doing that. That's the non-important stuff is happening right now because nothing ever nothing really important happens there. Um, it's not I, like when they put out the trampoline for Sin Cara or Callisto like that. For no, the no, of time because this takes a time. lot of time. So yes. that's when they start doing the video packages and the commercial, the you know, long commercial breaks. So it you know it kills the flow when you're there live. You're waiting like ten minutes, you know, before uh, before they get started. And it's a fast-moving production. The rest of the night yeah yeah, yeah. ditch the ropes ditch the colors 205 live have you know they could have their own you know the purple colors and whatever but you know for for these segments just just have it like you do with the tag titles or the the women's title it's just another division that is separate from the rest but it's a part of the show as opposed to something separate yeah and so uh it is pointed out in the comments also i would say obviously i think the the best raw of last year was uh finn beating roman i think finn's debut night comes uh, to mind no one's winning the title was also a good one yeah that's true that's tough both of those were uh up there it just yeah. as far as amazing monday night raws so they're capable of it which is kind of weird right because we dog on raw a lot and talk about its problems one of the big ones being that it's a three-hour show but nights like tonight I don't know if uh that's good or bad because on one hand it's like man raw can be so incredible when they put the effort in, but then it reminds us that, you know, next week, it's, it's just a lot to live up to, but that in mind, let's get some uh, questions, Raj. What do we got? All right, guys, you should hashtag hashtag wrestling Inc. So we can find them. Uh, do you guys see Christian RVD or JBL being inducted in this year's hall of fame? Uh, maybe Christian. I, I think know. JBL is too similar to Teddy long. I yeah. can see Christian. Um, but I, I don't see RVD or, or JBL. I don't know. Let's hope uh, what happened to JBL last night's not a career-ending injury. You know, they'll fast track. <laughs> yeah, the second time he's he's bit it in the last few weeks. Uh, oh yeah, the uh, Andre the Giant HBO special coming up. I'm really excited about that. You know, you got Bill Simmons executive producing it. HBO yeah. when they do these things, I mean, they're they're on point. They 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 take us they'll take a sport that I don't care anything about. Like I can't stand baseball, but I'll watch like some of the documentaries they do and I'm just blown away. So uh, absolutely looking forward to that. Yeah. And you know, we didn't talk about this last week, but the movie about Paige's family produced by the rock. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. It's going to be mockumentary I, style. And like Steve, Stephen Merchant, style. who, if you don't know who he is, he was the, the co-creator of the office, the British version. The, the, yeah. the best version um Arguably. so what the american version of the office while different was was pretty great but it's a different show it was great for uh, the first few seasons yeah yeah well all right well we're digressing um <laughs> but so, so yeah got- i mean they, they got some uh you know they got the uh, uh cersei from game of thrones and the guy from hot fuzz so i mean it's not a it's not a direct to dvd you know movie and mgm uh bought the rights to it for 17.5 million so this is this is gonna be a big movie so man Paige just got to know at this point they're not getting rid of her she can do whatever she is untouchable yeah whatever she wants and they can't fire her yeah exactly yeah kind of incredible that that's the story i would love to see that movie 
like years from now when they look back on Paige's career because I would love to know how that's working behind the scenes. Right. Yeah, Someone's asking Baron Corbin versus, oh, what were we going to oh, say? The documentary on her family that this is based on aired in the UK. You can find it online. I think it's on YouTube. Um, it's very good. Wrestling yeah. with my family is what it's called. Yeah. Uh, someone's asking Baron Corbin versus Dean Ambrose for the inter- Intercontinental title at Mania. I don't. I think it'll be them in an Intercontinental title match, but I think they'll also throw in Apollo Crews and Dolph Ziggler and, and a few a few other people. Yeah. Um. All right, guys, Let's get a couple more in here. Do you see the Rock wrestling at Mania this year? Nope. Will Paige ever come back and be relevant? I I think so. I, I mean, we're just talking about it. Um. I don't think she, I don't think they can get rid of her now, you know, if they got this big budget movie that they're a part of. So, um, so yeah, I, and she's, she's a hell of a talent. So, it, so she's supposed to be coming back. You know, Alberto Del Rio said April to May. So it's not that far away. Yeah. It'd be here before we know it. Um, and who knows? I mean, God, I can almost see her if they, if they really wanted to push her again or convince she was high profile. I mean, I don't know, maybe she interferes in whatever they do in mania or somehow gets thrown into that mix. Right. Yeah. Probably the night after that would actually be the best to bring Paige back for an arc against whoever is the women's champion right after mania. I think that might be too soon because it's looking like April to June. It's probably going to be, you know, so late May is, is probably where it's, it's probably going to be at. Payback. April 30th. Could be. Or the, the raw the night after. Yeah. Uh, will we see Stone Cold at Mania? I don't think so. I Unless he's doing a promo. Stone Cold sounded like he uh, he was kind of done after last year's Mania. And uh, we'll get like two more. Uh, do you think giving Goldberg the title will be asinine as asinine as having Batista win the Rumble? Nope. Because they got a huge match you know, lined up with Lesnar that you know, the, the amount of attention that match got was more than any other match uh, at WWE's done, you know, since probably Lesnar and Taker at Mania. Hmm. Yeah, I think it'll be big. I just, I wonder if that interest is already, because we've seen it so many times now. I wonder how it's going to be the third time. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, uh, it, it all comes down to the last month, uh, but as long as they don't screw anything up and they're not going to give these guys long promos that are going to, that's going to take the interest out of it. So I, I think, I think they should do fine. Well, someone's asking about Eva Marie. So she posted all that stuff on social media meeting with agents. Uh, I forget which agency it was, but is she, is she Eva Marie done with the WWE? No, she's still under contract. So um, whether or not they'll use her again, it's, it's, it's not really looking like it right now. Yeah, um, I, don't, well, I don't even know. How, I mean, I don't know how they use her at this point um, in a way that's remotely effective. Yeah, she's not training. She's not. She's not at the performance center. So, I, I, I think it's sixty forty that we don't see her in WWE uh, as a wrestler, at least. Yeah. Brock squash Goldberg at Mania. I'm guessing it'll probably be uh, more. You know pretty heavily in Brock's favor. Um, I don't think it'll be a squash, but I think it'll be a decisive victory for Brock. Yeah. Man, so tomorrow night's SmackDown. Bray Wyatt as the champion. Raj and I will be back here Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, to discuss everything that happens on SmackDown Live. The reign of Bray Wyatt as WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Kind of crazy. Um, anything else we should touch upon before? Yeah, John, they announced John Cena for versus Bray Wyatt tomorrow night. That's that's big. Wow, that is big. So, yeah, that's uh, that'll be an interesting one. So, maybe they, I don't know if they start the the Miz John Cena feud tomorrow night and uh, Miz cost Cena the match, but uh, yeah, so that definitely we'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, Please keep sending us your questions. I'm sorry that I know there's a bunch we weren't able to get to, but we'll try to get to a bunch more on Wednesday. Man, so the Miz, and I love those segments promoting Fist Fight tonight with the Miz and Maurice and Ice Cube and Charlie Day. Um, but forget the whole proposal angle at WrestleMania. I have to say, Miz versus Cena now with where they're both at in their careers, especially where the Miz is at, I'm, I'm really stoked for that. I think that'll be a really good buildup. Except that they had Cena pin him at the Elimination yeah. Chamber last night like he was nothing. Well, Miz took some people out first, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll but still, happens. if you're building Miz versus Cena, it should be Miz pin- pinning Cena, you know? 
to, yeah. to you, you, because people already don't think that, uh, that Miz can beat Cena, even though he did at Mania years ago. But, you know, Cena's the one coming very strong. So it would have made more sense for Miz to be the one to take him out. Well, we'll see what happens tomorrow night. Um, and we'll be back on Wednesday to discuss it. Matt Morgan will be back here next Monday night. Uh, to discuss Monday Night, Raw, Monday Night Raw for next week. And then, yeah, man, Fastlane will be here before we know it. So, uh, everyone, if you like the show, subscribe, leave us a rating or review on YouTube or iTunes. And uh, until next time, everyone, follow Raj and me on Twitter. You can find both our handles in the show notes. And we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.